opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into the Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal. Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you, you need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like you kill a baby fetus, the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. people it's your movement now it's not your parents anymore the blood that is shed cries out to god from the ground for justice and now here's mark so here's the question on the table today on the mark harrington show here's the question should christians support the black lives matter movement you're listening to your radio activist, Mark Harrington, here on the Mark Harrington Show. You can find out more by going to markharrington.org. I'm also the uh, director, the president of Created Equal. And so we're talking about today, should Christians support the Black Lives Matter movement? You know, nothing can be more relevant than that. I mean, if you, if you see what's happening all across America uh, in response to the horrific murder, the killing of George Floyd, we've just seen in a matter of less than two weeks kind of a paradigm shift in how Americans uh, view racial inequality and relations with uh, law enforcement all across America. I mean, you've been seeing these protests, peaceful protests, not so peaceful. We've been seeing looting, arson, violence. And the call to defund our police departments. Uh, and just yesterday, I'm watching as statues all across America are being torn down. Uh, we're seeing nothing short of really a revolution taking place. Now, I think it's all been kind of there in the background. It just took this event maybe to bring it out into the open. But we're going to be talking about that today. What about the Black Lives Matter movement? I, like you, see what's going on and we want to do something. It's the right thing, right? We want to do something to fix this, to right the wrongs, if you will. And a lot of people are gravitating, for good reason, to Black Lives Matter, this organization, this movement. And I think that we need to take a step back maybe and take a pause and take a look at this movement, this organization objectively, especially as Christians, and find out what they believe. And so that's what we're going to be doing today. I think all of us can say we all believe that black lives matter. Let's let's put that aside. We all believe that black lives matter, don't we? The question is, how do we address the problems that we're seeing uh, that have come to the forefront because of these national protests? And in order to do that today, I have my friend and colleague, Ryan Bomberger. And Ryan heads up the Radiance Foundation. Uh, he's an author columnist, uh, broadcast media designer, and international speaker. He's also the author of the book, Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong. And Ryan and his wife, Bethany, have just uh, uh, launched a, a, a podcast entitled Life 
has purpose. And I wanted to bring Brian on because he uh, he published this uh, this blog called 10 the top 10 reasons why I don't support or won't support Black Lives Matter and the movement Black Lives Matter. So that's why we've got Ryan on today. Ryan, thanks for being on the show. Hey, it's great to be here with you, Mark. So, hey, Ryan, uh, obviously uh, we're good friends. We've known each other for many years. You're on the front lines of the pro-life issue, uh, of course, but uh, being African-American yourself, this really hits home with you. And I thought this article was so good because I get a lot of questions. You know, what, where do you stand on Black Lives Matter? Where do you stand on the movement, the organization? Uh, should we support it? Should we not? Uh, these are all good questions. We're all looking for ways to help, right? I mean, and we should. But you lay out here uh, in your article the 10 reasons, the top 10, if you will, why you don't support Black Lives Matter. And I want to uh, the movement, that is. I want to go through as many as these can, uh, as we can today in the time that we have. Uh, and so here's what I want to do, if you don't mind. I want to start with number 10, <laughs> not number one, number 10, because it has to do with the pro-life movement. Um, when you talk about Black Lives Matter, you got to look at their agenda. And one of the, the, the uh, points that they have is that they are in support of abortion. So the question, I guess, is it, when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, do all Black lives matter? I think that's a good question. Well, apparently, according to the Black Lives Matter movement itself, no, which then challenges the whole concept of this hashtag, Black Lives Matter, because right. if only some Black Lives Matter, are you going to put in there? Hashtag some Black Lives Matter. I mean, they are radically pro-abortion. I and mean, they announced yeah. solidarity back in 2015. All the different Black Lives Matter groups met with reproductive justice groups, which reproductive justice is just a euphemism for abortion. Right. And they announced solidarity with reproductive justice groups. They announced solidarity with the abortion industry. So you can't mm -hmm. say on one hand, yeah, Black Lives Matter and then support the leading killer of Black Lives. So yeah, number 10 should actually be number one. So they weren't in order <laughs> of... but. So right. the pro-abortion Black Lives Matter movement just contradicts itself because you cannot stand with those who support the killing of the most marginalized Black lives that exist. Well, that's clearly one strike against them, and, and that's a non-starter uh, for Christians. It should be, and especially right. myself and others. It's just like, wait a minute. If you're wrong on that, you can't be right enough on all the other things to make right. up for it. We're talking about the wholesale slaughter of 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 children, especially targeting the African-American community. Planned Parenthood is jumped on board with the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and, and uh, the organization. Uh, that should be a non-starter. Of course, also, it seems to me they don't really address uh, the Black-on-Black -black violence. Uh, I think last week I was reading that 18 African-American young men died in Chicago because of Black-on-Black yeah. -black violence. So that's another one. Right. That was in 24 hours. Yeah. In 24 hours. It, they, they, the Chicago Sun-Times said it was the deadliest 24 hours in 60 years. But no one wants to talk about this. And that, that brings us to point number one, where I'm saying, and I have to say, say this up front, any life that is unjustly killed deserves mm -hmm. justice. 100%. Right. It doesn't even matter the reason for the unjust death. Every life that's, that's killed unjustly deserves justice. But the premise of the Black Lives Matter movement is that people of my complexion are being offed, are being killed 
and, and at epidemic levels by police. And it's just simply not true. If you look at FBI homicide stats, I am 11 times more likely to be killed by someone else of my complexion than by a white person. So right. my threat, unlike LeBron James, AKA King James, he calls himself that, right. who says that we are literally hunted down every time, every day we go outside of the comfort of our homes. That's a lie. That's mm -hmm. a complete lie. So this whole premise of the Black Lives Matter movement, there's also a fascinating study, Mark, from the University of uh, Michigan State University and University of Maryland that looked at all the arrest records, all the use of, of fatal force. And and what they found was that white cops do not disproportionately kill black, the, the black victims, the ones that are deemed victims of, of fatal force. Black cops actually kill more black victims simply by nature of black cops in predominantly black neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. But it really just completely shredded that whole thing that white cops like they're out there just killing black individuals now george floyd that was an obvious case he deserves justice uh you can't watch that video and not be moved as a human being right. but to say that that there's an epidemic of black people being killed in this this year let me just give you one other set this year alone there were 76 black individuals killed by cops there were 149 white people killed by cops we never hear about any of them only people no. of my complexion because right. mainstream media wants to colorize that narrative. And yet out of the 76 black individuals who were killed, only nine were unarmed, only nine. Mm. We have to deal with those tragic cases if there was injustice, absolutely. But I, I reject the premise because it's, it's a fabrication and people are being just emotionally moved to support something they, they don't know anything about. They don't know the right. context. So that's well, you know, where, where the facts don't seem to matter to many. I mean, it's an emotional decision. And I listen, I get it. We see what's happening. We want to do something. Right. We don't discern. We don't think we don't consider the facts. We don't read. We don't look for the truth. But we as Christians need to be those who care about truth. And that's why I think your article is so uh, spot on. Uh, Ryan, I also want to talk about uh, the issue of reconciliation. And in order to do that, I'd like to play an audio, a, a video clip. This is uh, Pastor uh, Matt Chandler, of the Village Church, and it's about a minute and a half long. But Matt Chandler, I, I love Matt Chandler. <laughs> I think Matt Chandler's awesome. I mean, we, we love him. But I think it's an interesting take that he has. And I think it, I, I talk to a lot of my Christian friends and they, they, they have the same view. They say, well, you know, they may do some bad things over here, but they do a lot of good things here and we need to focus on the good so if you would mr producer let's let's cue up that uh, that video clip that audio clip of matt chan and go ahead and play that it's not uncommon for me lately to get the question about what to do with black lives matter i, I think that's interesting that, that i'm being asked that but uh here, here are just some thoughts I, I think black lives matter was launched from a kind of sincere hurt um, in the psyche and soul of African-American men and women. And so, uh, like all things, there's gonna be really good things in that. There's gonna be light, and then there's gonna be shadow. There's gonna be darkness. Now, that's true of everything, right? That there isn't any institution, any movement, any, any uh, organization that does not have light and darkness, right? We live in a Genesis 3 world. And, and so what we wanna do as Christians is we wanna embrace the gold, we wanna embrace the light, and we wanna reject uh, the darkness. And, and so Black Lives Matter, it, it, they're, they're saying, hey, there's an issue here that we think people are missing. So 
I'm not saying that all lives don't matter. In fact, I, I haven't met anyone that does say, uh, doesn't say that all lives matter. They're just trying to Actually, highlight, I have. hey, here's something we think that by and large culture is missing and we're trying to make you aware of it. So the Black Lives Movement, um, now there, there are some radicals in there that I don't think um, speak for the entire movement. So I'm talking about the light in the movement of saying, hey, this is an issue that culture needs to take a deep look at and consider. And so I would urge you as Christians to look for the light while you reject while you reject the darkness. Um, right, and so, so again, there we go. I, I we can end it, was... it there, Pat. Uh, we can end it there. Uh, Ryan, again, uh, how do you address this? Because I think this is a really compelling argument coming from Matt Chandler. You hear it all across the board with my Christian brothers and sisters that right. we need to focus on the light and reject the darkness of the Black Lives Matter, matter movement. Uh, there's so much to actually address. <laughs> have, I know. Do we I have know. an hour here? Give it a, give it okay, a shot. First of all, I mean, <laughs> he, he talks about radicals in the movement. What he's missing entirely is that the movement is radical. That the three right. founders of the Black Lives Matter movement said the reason why they established Black Lives Matter, that's blacklivesmatter.com and the Black Lives Matter Foundation, that's their organization. The reason why they, they founded it, they wanted to spread black power across the country. Mm -hmm. These are the radicals, the ones who want to abolish prisons and want to abolish police, the ones who push homosexuality and transgenderism. They actually are the radicals. I'm not sure what light he's trying to find in this. See, what Christians get confused with is they think, oh, it's just a concept. It's a hashtag. Of course, we believe that Black Lives Matter. Why? Because right. we're all created in the image of God exactly. and, and we're all loved equally by God, of course. But it's not a concept anymore. A concept no longer is an abstract idea or a notion when it's acted upon. It becomes a cause. It becomes a movement. And when the movement, which is called actually the Movement for Black Lives, has a has the Ford Foundation, the world's largest funder of abortion worldwide, raising $100 million for the movement, it's not a concept. So mm -hmm. for, for Pastor Matt Chandler to talk about this, he's obviously never gone to the website and looked at their own policy platforms. Maybe not. It's all radical. And I don't I know how you find light. I mean, do you find light in the in the KKK? The KKK won, uh, won a court case to uh, be part of the Adopt a Highway program. Be like, hey, I agree with you on the Adopt a Highway program. I disagree with right. all your other stuff, but I'm going to join you on this, this exactly. light moment. Exactly. That's absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. Well, you know, you could say that about a lot of other organizations, Planned Parenthood. People say, well, right. you know, they get they do they, they give pat smears for women. They provide other services. Eh, you know what? Who cares if they kill, you know, 250,000 babies every single year? Uh, you have been approached by the new Black Panther Party. Uh, they they're in solidarity on abortion. I think they're anti-abortion, but you've rejected working with them. Right. One hundred percent. Oh, I don't. I mean, I'm glad that they are anti-abortion, but the fact that their entire ideology is so rooted in racism and right. sin, I, there was there would be no way I would ever work with them. And the same way Martin Luther King Jr. rejected Malcolm X and the Black Power Movement. He denounced mm -hmm. the Black Power Movement, which was rooted in violence, which is rooted in in such a an unbiblical worldview, spewing you know the racism of the nation of Islam. So I mean, you had the same thing there. You had two movements, it, or two leaders who had a uh, passion for racial justice, right? But their yep. means were radically different. That's right. So we're in the same situation today. So which, which, I mean, you had MLK had the gospel-centered movement and you had Malcolm X, which had a very human-centered movement, very different. And the church yeah. has got to stop sheepishly following secular movements. We should Yeah, and I, I wanted to ask you about that because they talk about, uh, you know, uh, uh, admitting white guilt, white privilege. And we see this all around the country now, police kneeling. Uh, we have 
uh, images of of Caucasian men and women chained with signs with shirts that say "I'm sorry." Uh, you know, I I don't know if that's all bad, but but here's the thing: where's reconciliation? Where is the message of forgiveness, which we know is the only answer here? Right. Uh, and I think that's missing. In fact, um, on their web website, they don't even mention it. Not at all. They, they, there's no forgiveness. There's no re reconciliation. So for for Christians. It, we're supposed to mourn, but people forget the rest of the in Romans where it talks about mourn for those who mourn, but it also talks about don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter movement is the pattern of this world because right. the pattern that we've been seeing, let's look at Ferguson six years ago. We have the grieving, we have the mourning, we have the blaming, but then there's no, there's no change. As Christians, we should be mourning, loving, transforming, and then repeat, but you can't move forward without forgiveness and reconciliation. So what I will mm -hmm. say that there have been Christians who have been uh, conducting worship in some of the, in the middle of some of the chaos in these cities across the country. Yeah, right. my, and I, and I love that because that for me, that's the perfect bond of unity. Um, but there's no forgiveness in this movement. So I don't mm -hmm. know why Christians are embracing. Uh, it's not the a gospel. Movement. It's not, it's not, not going to lead to resolution. Right. Well, my guest again is Ryan Bomberger. You can go to Ryan, uh, Ryan's website at theradiancefoundation.org. That's theradiancefoundation.org. He just launched a uh, new weekly podcast with his wife, Bethany. On uh, It's called Life Has Purpose. He's also the author of Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong. Uh, we've covered uh, two of these so far. <laughs> One is on the abortion issue. The other is that they just um, it's not true. I wanted to deal with the question of um, they're heavily prom uh, promoting homosexuality and transgenderism. And along with that, they don't even mention fatherhood. Uh, those are one of your couple of your points here. Uh, one right. of the many of the 10, 10 reasons why we shouldn't support the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, they're very overt here. They say we foster a queer affirming network when we gather we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking. What's and that's just one response? of, yeah, that's just one of many comments in their, their promotion of homosexuality and transgenderism. And these are quotes directly from the site and they're linked in the article. Mm -hmm. But yeah. this is the whole thing. Uh, and, and they put this on equal level with the racial injustice, um, promoting an unbiblical worldview of sexuality. And this is, look, and Christians got to stop this, this whole thing of if I'm not affirming this, I'm not affirming that, I'm not being loving. Loving every human being is not the same as loving every human doing. And so mm -hmm. in this promotion of homosexuality, they can't promote the biblical understanding of marriage and family, which is why they ignore right. fatherhood. So points four and five in the article talk about right. homosexuality and five talks about how they ignore fatherhood. And yet you want to talk about systemic racism and the environments where this this so many injustices and negative disparities exist, it's because of the absence of fathers. Yet the movement doesn't mention fathers. They mention mothers, they mention parents, and they mention villages. Well, guess what? These villages are hurting, and they're hurting because of the absence of fathers. We have an epidemic of fatherlessness. That's the actual epidemic that's, that exists. Uh, when you take a father out of the home, it makes the family vulnerable. The vulnerable families make vulnerable communities. And so the fact that they deliberately ignore uh, fatherhood should be a, a huge alarm for Christians. Right. I mean, we, well, they, we, we're loved by the father of the fatherless. 
God, our father, come on, people. Amen. Amen. So, a, well, they say here that they want to disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family, and they don't mention fathers at all. Uh, it seems to me it's a political movement. I mean, it's just a political movement for political power. Uh, and Christians just need to be discerning as what uh, we're going to be supporting. Right. And I think, Ryan, you, I'm sure you agree with me. We, we need to do something. It's just a question of where do we throw our weight in, you know, towards and with? Who do we lock arms with? Uh, that's something we've got to be discerning about. Uh, Let's move on here. Uh, two other points you have. One is they demand reparations. And the other, which has been in the news in the last couple of weeks, uh, actually, actually last couple of days, that they um, that they want to abolish prisons and police forces. Let's take the second one first. We see that in the news right now. Uh, it seems ludicrous, uh, insane even that people will want to get rid of law enforcement in the cities, but that's what we're seeing. People stepping forward, city councils under the pressure of the Black Lives Matter movement calling for the defunding of police. Right. This is what happens when radicals are in charge. This is what happens when they publish a manifesto and they actually mean it. I have people say, well, they don't want to, they don't want to defund the police. They don't want to dismiss. Why don't you believe what they actually say? It's in writing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they want to abolish police. I mean, it's one thing to bring about reform and hold police accountable, 100%. Right. There, yeah. there can be better relationships between uh, communities and, and the police that, that serve those communities, absolutely. But that's a far cry different than defunding and dismantling the police. I love that these uh, CEOs who are funding the Black Lives Matter movement, they're going to be fine in their posh neighborhoods. True. But who is going to be hurt most by the absence of police? The very communities that are crying out for help. Yeah. This is just, this is insanity. And it so is. this is, when, when you talk about Black Lives Matter, people need to stop pretending that it's just simply a chant. It is a movement that has political goals, political aims, and they're not shy about it at all. In fact, on Twitter, they had an ad about defunding the police and, and disbanding the police uh, because they've gotten millions and millions of dollars as a result of these protests uh, across the country. We need our police. We need them to be accountable 100%, but we need our men and women in blue. Amen. And then finally, we've got a couple minutes left and we may not have time for a final question. The issue of reparations, you know, before it was just totally ludicrous, the idea, but it's being floated once again uh, that we should be paying reparations. Where do you stand on that one? Reparation. In fact, I have an article on, on our website about reparations as someone who's biracial, who's, and I put that in quotes because we're one human race, but yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. this is the white side of me pay the black side of me. How does that even work? I yeah. mean, do you have to reach a certain percentage of blackness to get the reparations? The, the, the thing is the black lives matter movement is calling for reparations, but it is so expansive. It even calls for reparations for undocumented immigrants. They weren't enslaved right. here in America. Why would they, they weren't even here if they were, somewhere else before they exactly. came exactly this is the insanity of this, huh. this black lives matter movement manifesto so i reject it entirely they're talking you know free education uh, for all black individuals for the rest of their for their life um you know retroactive uh elimination of any kind of loan student loans so that to me is it's just an absurdity it, so it, let, uh, let's do this we got about a minute and a half left okay. ryan um let's end on a high note here okay uh, We've been talking about Black Lives Matter and why as Christians we shouldn't support that movement, that organization. I think you lay it out crystal clear in your, your piece here. And folks, you can find it on the RadianceFoundation.org, RadianceFoundation.org. 
let's leave it on a high note. If you, you look at what's happening across the country, what can we be doing to support black lives? Well, as a church, we're called to love. That's Amen. what we have to do first and foremost. And we have to believe in reconciliation. And maybe for some churches, it's, it's making a statement about the, the sin of racism. Uh, mm -hmm. But what we have to be careful not to do is to put people into groups simply by the hue of their skin. There, we, we can all reconcile to one another. I think the church needs to lead, lead in some of these, these issues. The church should set up. Uh, we had a luncheon with our local police force, for instance, and we had them over for two right. and a half hours. And we listened to them talk about their needs. They listened to us talk about our needs, form relationships. But if we're not leading and loving, um, we're just going to keep repeating the cycle. And we're going to embrace anything that comes by because, you know, we, we want to do something. But as Christians, we have to be informed. That's why I'm a factivist. My shirt says less activism, more factivism. Factism. We need to know the context so that we can act responsibly in, in the solutions that we're proposing. My guest has been Ryan Bomberger. You can find out more by going to theradiancefoundation.org. You can get his book, Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong. And you can subscribe to his podcast, Life has purpose. Ryan, thanks for being on the program and bringing some clarity to this issue. A lot of confusion, a lot of emotion out there. Christians need to be discerning. So uh, we believe that the answer is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That brings reconcil reconciliation, healing, and forgiveness. And that needs to be at the forefront of everything we do as Christians as we confront this, uh, this very important issue. So thanks for Amen. being on the program. Amen. Thanks so much, Mark. You've been listening to your radio activist. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil. plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.